Hello, welcome back to your favorite podcast, De Influenced. We're both back on the mic. We're back on the mic. We have a podcast at 9 a.m. and a uh, parent-teacher conference at 10.15 a.m. We're busy this morning. We are busy. We are busy, busy bees. Well, what's new with you? What's going on in life? Yeah, you know, I uh, I had this new idea. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hear it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, AI. It's here. Artificial intelligence. It's here to stay. The Pope was not wearing a puffer jacket. Yes, but I <laughs> saw that and I was like, wow, the power of AI is, is, is incredible. So I decided just to keep my life in perspective that I'm going to upload to an AI machine. Okay. A picture of myself. Okay. And it's going to put, it's going to do its AI thing mm-hmm. and, sh- and spit out a picture of me at 75. Okay. I'm going to blow it up. Okay. And I'm going to put it in my office. Do you know why? Um, to make sure that you eat healthy. One, <laughs> but to make sure that I don't leave my life with any regrets. It's symbolic. Are tra- Wait, are you saying you're only going to live till you're 75? I would be okay with not living past 75. 75 is so young. Is it? My dad's 70. I'm just like, honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the <laughs> My dad's turning 70 this year. Did you know that? I know, but he's probably lived. He's probably like, okay, I've, I've done a lot of things No, here. he has so much more to do. Okay, all right. Well, this just at 32, I'm just saying, like like 75. But anyway, yeah. I want to keep it in my office because I want to look at myself as an older individual. Yeah. And I want to say, hey, did I spend enough time with my kids? Did I, mm. um, did I work out? Did I take care of myself? Do mm. I have any regrets? Did I take that risk that mm. I wanted to? And so old Jordan will be staring at me in my office every day. That's an interesting... Um, yeah, practice. I feel like a lot of people just post like a picture of their favorite celebrity with a six pack. <laughs> but this is very Jordan of you. Yeah, yeah. You know those oil paintings that people used to yeah. do of themselves? Like it's like that, but yeah. it's like, you know. In- inspiration. You want me to get one of you? I'm good. Okay. I'm I don't want to see me with saggy boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. I like to keep it just mystery. <laughs> yeah, you know? I gotcha. I gotcha. So you're, you're you're into AI. Yeah. What else are you into these days? I know what, oh my gosh, y'all. Jordan has been making me watch this alien documentary and it is. Well, so, okay. So here's what happened is that. <laughs> so what happened was. So what happened was, listen. So what happened was, you know, we're looking at the charts of the podcast. And I'm like, who's number one? Joe Rogan's number one. And I'm like, okay, who is this guy? <laughs> I'm like, who, You've who is You've listened this? to some Joe Rogan before. Some, but, and like everyone talks about it, but I've never hopped on the train. I'm like, who has three hours to listen to a podcast? Are they three hours long? They're three hours long. Oh no my joke. gosh. That's insane. So anyway, I like popped one on. I'm like, okay, top episodes. And like one, the one was about aliens. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like this guy. He walks in, he's like, babe, aliens though. I'm like, okay, listen, this guy's up to something and so i started making danny watch all these alien documentaries so it's not necessarily like aliens it's more about flying saucers and ufos unidentified objects straight up aliens like okay so here's my question are aliens real what do you think oh my gosh dude i don't know i'm like just going down the rabbit hole here (laughs) okay i will say the one what's the documentary you've been making me watch oh phenomenon phenomenon it's on netflix right yeah the guy the, the director of that was on the episode i watched okay so i will say the craziest thing is is all these people that have had like UFO sightings are all very similar stories similar. throughout history, which is so crazy. Gosh, 
I like don't know how like do you want me do you want to get me started oh my gosh okay so the episode I watched was a guy named Bob Lazarus and he worked at S4 which is right outside of area 51 okay and so this was the mid 80s and he was basically making claims that he he was brought in by the government to work on this alien technology basically this (laughs) alien technology this engine that had no propellant and it was just basically like a gravity machine and he was like if you can have a engine or a structure that mm-hmm. creates gravity you can rip time apart like you can and all these like this alien- is where you lost me <laughs> i know i just i don't think i should talk about this go watch no, the joe rogan episode no but it is really crazy how all so, in all the stories the flying saucers are flat and then they turn on their side whenever they leave yes. and then they just like zoom out like defy gravity and like people on the east coast like in the military and the navy they're like oh yeah we've seen these like our entire lives. And so basically what's happening is like reports that were happening in the sixties, what Bob Lazarus said in the mid eighties, and then what the Pentagon confirmed as like videos in the like two thousands are all the same. So you know what else is a very, my mom said that she saw you. I know. So I was watching the show and she, she was just like immediately. And she was like, Oh yeah, this is real. And I was like, what? My mom was like, no. So my mom, they used to have a Winnebago. They used to drive all over the country with, cause my mom is like one of five. And so her dad would drive the Winnebago. So my mom was in the front seat, middle of the night, like 3 a.m., nobody around it. And usually these sightings like happen kind of in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, like the rural areas. And my mom said that there was nobody around. And then all of a sudden this, like the brightest light she's ever seen, like just flashed on them around light and it followed them for a little bit. And they looked up, there was nothing that they could see in the sky. And then like, it was on them for about like two minutes. And then it just like just zooped up and they looked up in the sky. They saw absolutely nothing. No helicopters, no airplanes. (laughs) Classic alien maneuver right there. (laughs) Classic aliens. I don't know. Can I I say one last thing on this? So like, okay, here's the craziest part is there's like old, paintings okay from like the 1600s and it's Mm -hmm. like of you know like little people no well the aliens are little kind of (laughs) yeah they they're humanoids that's what they call them and they all have like hemorrhoids they have big heads and big black eyes and little allegedly allegedly i'm not saying do not clickbait me i am not saying i believe in aliens aliens. i'm scared that you're going to talk about this aliens are going to come visit you they might listen to this podcast. That's Damn. why I don't like to talk about this stuff. Cause I'm like, if it is real, <laughs> he just like shows up at our bedside. He's like, he's like, I got my piece. No, they don't talk Danny. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They what don't do have t- genitals and they don't talk. <laughs> well, what do they do all day? <laughs> they just watch us. <laughs> oh so man, this weird. is a great start. What's going on this with you? So weird. Um, you know, not much. I'm excited for this t- parent-teacher conference. I mean, uh, yeah. Why we? Even, why should we even go? They're just gonna be like Stella the genius. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like she really is. She's such a genius. Um, the, Jordan gave me a pep talk the other the other day. He was like, "Which one? Which one? I, I think I know which one resonated." God, this one was like, it was good, right? It was so good. Like, was it the one when we were laying together on the back patio? Yeah. Tell him what you said. Gosh, dude. I was so proud of this pep talk. I was proud of it because I was like, this one is hitting so hard. And I never know when to stop because I'm like, if I say one more sentence, it might like, it might go the different direction. But I told, I don't know, you might have to tell him. I told you that it's not that you have to be tougher and it's not that you have to be more of a jerk. It's because that, cause I was talking about how I'm like, I'm so sensitive, but I have a, I have a tendency to like, 
I can't really find middle ground. Like if I am not going to be sensitive, then I'm going to be really guarded, really harsh, put up a wall and just be like, you know, kind of tough and angry. And I have a hard time like finding that middle ground. And so I watch these, like, you know, I pulled up this like lady on Instagram. That's like, you know, if you don't like my Instagram, unfollow me. Like (laughs) F you, like, I don't care what you think. And I'm like, this is so inspirational. Like, I wish I could be like this. Like she was so just confident in who she was. And then Jordan was like, yeah, but Danny, this isn't you. Like that's, this is you still performing. And like, I think that if you truly, felt confident with like who God says that you are, then you wouldn't feel the need to perform. It would just like seep out of you. And like you would, when things are thrown at you, you would like already have this like kind of armor on because you're confident in who you are. And like, if you're not, then that's whenever like you're you're more performative. Like, oh, it doesn't like sticks and stones. Like, you know, it's not gonna bother me. Yeah, I think a lot of people adjust to getting hate or going through ridicule by just like, you know, kind of masking it with this like exterior toughness. And I was like, Danny, I don't want you to become that because that's not who God made you to be. I was like, you know, the image that I've had it in my mind of you and honestly, both of us, like, I think we've both gone through this lesson is like, you know, there's that verse in the Bible. That's like, you're like a wave of the sea, like getting Mm -hmm. crashed by the wind or whatever. And so it's just like, I feel like we've just been like getting hit with waves and we're going with whatever waves are hitting us. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted you and I to get better in this season about being firm in who we are and being confident in that. And I think for you in particular, you know, being kind of like the front facing person on the internet, I was like, don't, don't become that person. Like, don't become a jerk. Like just be more (laughs) confident that like you are doing the right thing, that you believe in what you're doing, that you're operating with conviction and, you know, and that's how I had to feel about the de-influencing thing. I was like, I am not doing this like, for any other reason except for like to have a podcast and to like be like I when I look at the bigger picture I'm like I was not coming from a bad place like no. everything is coming from a genuine place of me trying to like share my own story and like message my own story and so like you need to feel confident in that Danny and don't feel because sometimes like people get mad at you and you're like oh my gosh did I do something wrong well your biggest pitfall sometimes is that you you want people to understand your intention so much that you think that you're going to be able to explain yourself to everyone and you're always going to yeah, have but I don't I usually don't say anything you don't say anything and then you feel really hurt by it right and so it's just like a skill set I told you it's like a muscle like you have to learn this muscle, especially in this day and age of the internet, like you have yeah. to be confident and firm. And so I think you've been doing a really good job, Thank you know? You. Um, Thank you. <laughs> wow. We are just bonding <laughs> so hard right now. <laughs> anyway, this episode was actually, we're going to talk about um, Divi. You know, we have FLC coming up. We're yep. actually leaving for Vegas tomorrow morning. Um, we are going to Divi FLC, or sorry, Ulta FLC in Vegas, where all the store managers all come to a conference and you get to actually meet the, they yeah. get to meet the brands like face to face. So we have some fun things going on. We have like an Elvis impersonator every half hour, every hour we have like something special. Well, like Divi is like the new kid on the block. And so we were going to have a booth against like Olaplex and all these other big brands. And I was like, guys, like we got to do something different. Yeah, I was like, like, we need jugglers. We need magicians. We need cotton candy. We need, I'm wearing wearing my sparkly blue pants. Oh, you are? With the rhinestones. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, just going to get them over with them. Yeah, if you're going to be in Vegas, come see us for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Divvy for life. And then we're staying for an extra day. We're going to go see Jerry Seinfeld, which I'm like, okay, I don't know. (laughs) Jordan, really? I was like, 
out of everything, we could have seen Adele. We could have seen the Jabberwockies. <laughs> we're going to see Jerry Seinfeld. So I'm really oh excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know who's going to be in Vegas while we're there? Did I tell you? No. Ashley Nichols and Bert. The most fun person I've he's ever met. He's an Instagram husband. And he, like, we've been on a lot of trips with him. And, like, if he's there, it's the best experience. And that's, to me, because I've always wanted to be that guy. Like, when you hang out with a group of you people. Always, when, when I started dating Jordan, he said... I've always wanted to be the, you know, that guy with the Hawaiian t-shirt on. That like everyone's like, oh, Jordan's <laughs> here. It's going to be fun. So what did I give you for a wedding? A Hawaiian t-shirt. Did a Hawaiian you? shirt, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. But I've always wanted to be that guy that like is the life of the party. I yeah. think you want to be that person too. Not really. I want to be around that person. You want to be around that person. Yeah. I've always wanted to be that guy that's just like outlandish and like when he comes and I, I think it's a gift. Like, so people who have that, I try and explain yeah. it to them as like, no, you're not a degenerate. Like it's a gift. A like, like people, people really need this no, in their lives. I love those people. Like even I gravitate towards the people, Jordan always says this, like to the people that are even like slightly a little annoying, like so obnoxious. Yeah. But you like the loud, loud, loud. People. I like loud obnoxious say what's on your mind like the type of people where you're like oh you want to be on like their good side because yeah. if you're on their bad side like they <laughs> like those are the people that i'm like yes because yeah. i just feed off their energy and it's so not me um so anyway yeah but yeah so we'll be in um vegas and we'll be doing divvy things so this episode we were going to talk a little bit more about like kind of just divvy the business side of divvy growing divvy yeah, we've never really like told the story of yeah, Divi. So, so what, the, the, but, yeah, the origin. Like, the should origin, we start with the so origin? I don't want to ramble too long, but basically I um, started losing my hair whenever I was in college, uh, mainly from stress. Started kind of pulling out my hair when I was studying. I was doing YouTube. I was going out to LA all the time. Like, it was just, I was in a sorority. I was a young life leader. It was a lot on my plate. I was also trying to keep up my GPA so I could apply to PT school. So like just all the stress, everything. I think a lot of girls start to lose their hair in college. Started to cover it up with hair extensions, all the different types of hair extensions, bleaching the crap out of my hair. Um, and just over time, lost a ton of it. So when we got married, one day looked in the mirror and was like, I literally have no more hair. So I went to Jordan. I was like, I don't even feel comfortable like leaving the house. I'm so upset. And so... Jordan took me to a wig shop. Um, long story short, we tried on all these wigs, like $10 wigs, $20 wigs. And I was like so bummed because they were such, so bad, so yeah. bad. Um, ended up getting into wigs for a year, found some good quality ones. And then during that year, really focused on really my overall health, lifestyle, wellness. Started kind of making my own scalp serums because as I started doing more research about like scalp and scalp health, I was like, dang, there's really nothing out there. But like, I um, would go to Whole Foods or order all these ingredients online. And I was like a little chemist in my bathroom trying to create things that like really um, detoxified my scalp, stimulated my hair follicle, um, cleansed my scalp, like all these different things. And so um, you guys, I mean, honestly, people on Instagram were like, hey, can you just send that to me? Like, you know, the ingredients. And I was like, it's kind of more complicated. Than and we're like, not going to ship you a peachy petri dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I told Jordan, I was like, Hey, we should, you know, find someone to help us create this product. And so actually the first person that we reached out to the first manufacturer was said, no, yeah. they were like, we just don't think this is like a need. And they just didn't think that it would take off. 
And honestly, we didn't know if it was going to take off because I was just like, let's just create this one scalp serum. Um, and so ended up finding great partners, launched it and was just like shook by how it took off. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that I was like, I know it'll work for me and it's worked for me, but like are other people going to appreciate it and actually use it. And I think what blew up were the before and after pictures that like we never asked for still to this day, I, I get tagged in like probably like 10 stories a day from people using Divi that are like, Danny, like this before and after is insane. And I think too, like one of the biggest reasons it was so effective for a lot of people is because it was the first time they ever took care of their scalp, yep. you know? But, um, so yeah, it's been like quite the journey. And then it's more, I feel like Divi has just been like growing by listening to y'all and like what people want. So when we did shampoo and conditioner, we are launching our hair vitamin. Our hair vitamin is the best I'm not even just like saying this, like it is the best hair vitamin in the world. No, blood, sweat, and tears poured into that thing. Like in the world. Yeah. No, it's (laughs) Um, truly like, I mean, like there's nothing better that you can put into a vitamin in the market. I know all the competitors. Like I was, I'm a very competitive person. I played sports my entire life. Like I know how to like look at all of the competitors and look at what they're doing and say, okay, I want that plus more or that even better. And so I can confidently say it's that even better and more. Yeah. You remember whenever you were first going through your journey of hair loss, like this was like the hair loss days. And you remember how many like doctors and dermatologists and hair loss centers we went to. And I think the wild thing for me during that time was like how there's no single cause for like hair loss. Of course. I I kept wanting like a easy answer. He's like, okay, so what causes? I'm like, so, so what's this? Is it sleep? Is she not sleeping? Like, like, and there's no, the, the, the problem with hair loss just in general from a scientific perspective is like, it could be stress. It could be diet. It could be your, you know, your, your, uh, stem cells. Yeah. It could be your genetics. It could be all of these different things. And so that was just like a really tricky time for me. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that it always starts with why am I losing my hair? Well, and and for me, it was so many things. It was stress at first. And then I was pulling out my hair because of the stress. Then I had uh, hair extensions, which caused traction alopecia, which traction alopecia and hair extensions. This is what really interesting was when you have hair extensions, people assume that wherever the hair extension is pulling from is where you, so you'll get like a little bald spot. That's actually not how it works. When you have traction alopecia, it's like wherever the hair extension is pulling from, it affects like inches, like a, a big surface area around that, that hair extension. It's yeah. not just exactly the follicles that it's pulling on. So you'll see hair that's like around the hair extension or two inches away from the hair extension actually falling out too. Yeah. So, you know, traction alopecia was a really big thing. Um, Genetics plays a lot into it, hormones, all sorts of things. And so, you know, and there are some people that have just like straight up, you know, um, uh, alopecia or whatever, whatever it is. But for a lot of people, it is very complicated because it's so many reasons, like layers to it. The second thing that I thought was really cool that I feel like you skipped over was like whenever, so you were in college and you did, which was your minor biology? Yeah, minor. Minor. Because you had to minor in biology in order to to apply for the PT program. And, you know, it's almost like a divine thing because in so many ways, like when we were interviewing these different chemists, like we were like at this point where we're like, okay, we want to create this into a product. And there's a lot of chemists that are total BS out there. Like I will say, like it was hard to find the right partner to to develop this. And, you know, that the first story about like, oh, my gosh, that 
they sent us that email and they were like, Hey, we don't think this is going to go anywhere. Good luck. You know, and that they was like said, the first, literally, good luck. The, the and I was first like, manufacturer, okay, that, and we were you. like, Oh my gosh. Like, and so it's just so funny, you know, but, um, you know, your biology background like came in so well because like Dude, the chemist, if, if I was just in the room by myself, I would have gotten totally bamboozled, but yeah. you were like, Hey, like this person's not like, they don't like you remembered all of this like college cr- biology. It was crazy how it started. And then like, I started like, talking their language kind yeah. of. And so then they took me more serious and yep. then we got to like really get to the root of our issues or what we really needed. Um, yeah, yeah it, it is very cool. Thank you. Thank you. University of Texas. Hook them. Um, why do you remember why a lot of people ask this and I actually don't remember the story. Do you remember why we called it Divi? Oh my gosh. We went through so much. Remember we were going to call it like, uh, Una. Una, that was the name. Una, um, but there were so many like really, really cool names, honestly, yeah. that were all trademarked. So we could not, we didn't have access to like any of them. Um, so anyway, we uh, looked at a lot of different names and then started just honestly pulled out like the dictionary, the thesaurus, and yeah. we're looking for synonyms of words that we really liked. One of the ver- words we really liked was divine. Mm-hmm. And then we sh- I shortened it to Divi. And then... Um, as I was like processing the word Divi, I really liked how like whenever you are focusing on your scalp health, hair health, you're kind of like divvying attention to different areas in your life. Like just, not just like your scalp health, but it's also your lifestyle, your stress management, your um, health, your diet, your exercise. Yeah. Um, and so I really liked that Divi made it more of like a lifestyle brand and it's short for divine and we're all just divine. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I remember that story where like I would walk upstairs and Una, Una not working was a big hit. Do you remember that? Because we loved the name and you were like so attached to the branding. You saw the whole vision with Una and then it sank. And I just like remember like Danny was like Eminem or like Slim Shady, like on the dictionary, like looking up different <laughs> names. And she was like, what about like Kara? <laughs> you <know>? Like <laughs> you would just find a word that you like yeah. and then add like a new like. Because, and she was like, but like with an accent mark. <laughs> yeah, because if you think about it, every brand name is weird at yeah. first but then it grows on you. Yeah. Like I remember Divi, I was like, oh, it's so weird. Like now I'm like, I can't imagine it being anything else and I'm obsessed with the name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just kind of play around with words. I, I would say it took us about two weeks to find a name. Tell them about the branding exercise. Oh my gosh. Okay, so There's we work like with a graphic designer that we've worked with for like seven, years. eight years. So we have like our, our go-to, um, I knew kind of like the branding. Um, I wanted it to be like clean looking, clean lines, um, slightly the more like medical, you know, nothing yeah. too uh, out there or too funky. Cause I would say like my, for the Danny Austin brand, I like flowers, hot pink, bright colors. And I like really had to tone it down because I wanted it to also be like gender neutral. I wanted it to kind of just like blend into your countertops whenever you have it out. But we also experimented with some other colors, purple and orange. It was so bad. Oh my gosh. This like this like bright, bright green. Yeah. Ugh. We called that the Shrek bottle. It looked like it looked bottle. like Shrek. Um it was so bad. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like old iterations of the branding that should go in the history books now that are just so I so kept bad. some of them. Do you remember when we first launched Seeking of the Bottles? What happened and when you had to fly out to Oh my gosh. Like these are the stories that like like I mean, you know, Divi's still only like two years old, but it's it's a big company now. Like it's got a lot of people, but it's like all of the early day 
these stories like are so the ones launched, that make it up. When we launched that day, um, I can't remember exactly what happened. Oh, okay. So like it sold out really fast. Yeah. And I think it was on our second launch. Yeah, it was on we restock. So yeah, what happened is on the restock, uh, the bottles come in. So we got our second batch of bottles. We had already had the bulk. We needed the bottles. Yeah. And, you know, because they're glass, you have to blow the glass. And so they were blown wrong. So they were kind of like overblown. So all of them had what we called bubbles in them. Yeah. So there were probably, I think, like 10,000 bottles in this PO. Yeah. Which the nice thing is we're made in the U.S. Yeah. So Jordan was able to literally fly there. So I flew out there and I was like, okay guys, like we are going to recruit 10 people and we are going to go hand by hand and like select this bottle can be cleared. This bottle cannot. And so if you were like in those earliest customers, you might've gotten a bottle that had like a weird bump in it, you know, but it was like cleared (laughs) because it was like, it's not bad enough to where it's going to cause like an issue, but it, you know, sorting through 10,000 bottles like by hand I I thought it was gonna go crazy and I was like this (laughs) is just what you have to do yeah you were at home with Stella you were sending me pictures of all the bottles it was wild but like those are the things you kind of have to do in the early days honestly we'd probably still do to this day like oh my gosh yes like (laughs) that's what I I love though but yeah whenever we launched I remember I was like you kind of have to pick your things that you want your brand to stand for Right. Like you yeah. have to be like, OK, I want my brand to be um, sustainable. I want it to be da, 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 da. So my biggest thing was like I want it to be made in the U.S. because I'm a big USA girly. I feel like people don't know that about me. Yeah. I'm USA, like a big baby. USA pride girl. Like I'm like I watch those videos online and I'm like I start crying. Cry. I'm like, <laughs> God bless that USA. Like I anyway. Um, so I wanted to be made in the USA. I want it to be clean. Of course, I was like number, number, number one, because there's, I mean, you're literally putting this on your scalp, anything that you're putting on your head, by the way, you know, that, um, magnifying or, uh, not the magnifying glass, oh, uh, yeah, the, the, the microscope, the scalp scope, the scalp scope. OMG, you guys. So we did that. I did the scalp scope when I was losing my hair a long time ago, where I was able to actually look at my scalp and see all of like the sebum, the product buildup, literally blocking your follicle from growing. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making this ish up. Like literally it's like having like a black head on your scalp or like a white head, like it's clawed. The hair cannot grow. So that was like a big thing. When I saw that, I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like this has got to go. But also it's, you know, nowadays, like all these, you know, everybody's telling you don't wash your hair, just put dry shampoo. Washing your hair is bad for you. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yes. Maybe it's bad for your hair, but I wouldn't say it's like bad for your scalp to get in there and get rid of like all that product buildup. So that's why with Divi, you can give yourself like a little scalp massage without washing your whole hair, your whole head. Um, but oh my gosh, that thing is nasty. Like it's nasty when you see your scalp. I think that like, I mean, I think that you were, when you came to like the team and like us with the idea, like, I think you were probably one of the first people to say, Hey, the scalp is an extension of your skin, which now everyone's saying it. Like everyone's like the skinification (sighs) of the scalp. Right. But you were like, Hey, I'm doing this face routine with my skin. Like this is a huge component of why my hair is not growing. And you were right. Like that was your theory and you were right. And and that was what, why I think Divi is so effective is because it's like the first time that people are actually taking care of their scalp. Like, and like I said, it was like the before and after. Do you remember um, like the celebrities that started reaching out to us? Y'all, that was like another thing. Like it was so word of mouth and it still is to this day. We had um, like a lot of uh, country artists, like their wives reaching out. Yeah. We had um, Danielle Jonas. We got on a call with the Jonas Brothers. No, not the Jonas Brothers. The, the, their uh, manager. Should I tell that story? 
No, but uh, Kevin Jonas was on it and Danielle Jonas. No, just their manager. Babe, I talked to Danielle. You did? I literally talked to oh, Danielle. Oh, you did. Yes. Kevin Jonas was on the call. Yes. You don't remember that? I don't know. Everything's a blur for the past three years. <laughs> you talked to Kevin I for a talked different to their reason. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. And that's then we correct. were all in the office yes. and then you were like, we're going to go up to uh, No, you're right. You're right. Okay. They were on the call. Kevin was on the call. Yeah. Danielle was on the call and they were expressing their interest in Divi. And Danielle we, was telling yep, me how it like has changed her life. Like it was yep. something they really wanted to get behind. Yeah. Um, and she still uses it. And then I guess they wanted to like invest in it, which we, we don't take investors. So like we yeah. have funded the entire business ourselves and we like a lot of people have come to us to invest in Divi, but we don't really want to give up that control right now because yeah. like whenever you bring in investors, a lot of times they might have different goals than you. Like they are probably more financial, financially driven and we're more like like we don't make a dime off Divi right now. Like it's like, we're more like just trying to, you know, create what people want. Yeah. Um, I think like, but it's been flattering. I mean, like, do you remember in New York, like we had, um, it's a big private equity firm. I don't know if I should say the name, but they did like goop and they oh, yeah. invest in Spanx and they say very, the name. Can you not? I mean, I can Blackstone. Yeah. But they, um, so they, they took us out to dinner very early on, like four or five months in. And it, it was so, I mean, just coming from like, the, yeah, it's business cool. World, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, someone wants to take us dinner. I was like, I was so like, what? flattered and they have been awesome. Like they've actually like been great at like adding value and, and just adding, being valuable to us along the way. And they're very big on like supporting female entrepreneurs. And, you know, we talked about it and I was like, Danny, I just like, don't know if it's the right time because typically when these, no, you know, I'm like, so against like investors. Yeah. I mean, because like uh, the thing about it is that for now, for now, for now, for now. Yeah. So, so when, when people come into the company, usually what these big private equity groups will do is they'll stack your team with an executive team and you don't ha you have say, but it's like you yeah, but they lose have some influence, you know? And so we really they're so financially driven. They're so financially driven and we wanted to build this the right way. And I think that that's like very unique about you look at like Mr. Beast. He brought on private equity like very early on, like he already had all this capital and all these like so, people. And there's and not saying that that's the wrong way to do it. Like no. we have a, we have another friend that has a hair care brand and she started with a lot of capital and then you build this brand. You have investors come to you and say, and this is what happens with a lot of influence influencers too. And a lot of influencer brands that you guys know of, um, you know, these, these investors will come to them and say, Hey, we already have the product. We already have the name. We already have the idea. We have the team. Yes. We just want to put your face on it. Yes. Like we just need for you to say, like, come into the lab, you know, take some pictures. Like you're mixing the formula and picking out colors. That's literally all we need you to do. Come in for a photo shoot and we got you. And like, you in basically the founder really does nothing. They have some input, but like overall, and I'm not saying that's a wrong way to do it. In fact, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and I, and I think that's like a great path, but I think for us, I was like, because I think we enjoy building from the ground up so much. Yeah. I was like, this is half the fun. Like, why would I take that part away? I mean, half the killer part too, like literally yeah. didn't see Jordan for all of oh last my gosh. year. And I feel like at a certain point you're like, what's the point of growing this business if like on Saturday and Sunday, I don't even see my husband and he's working 24 seven, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But well, um. I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah. 2022 is like probably the worst year of my life. <laughs> I mean, best and worst. It was the hardest year yeah. of my life for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, we scaled from zero to 20 employees in one year. We, you and I 
handpicked every single one of those employees. Mm-hmm. We hired every single well, one. Well, like, we started with Divi. And so you all have to understand, we were working out of our playroom and upstairs. And then Stratton's nursery is next door. So it literally shares a bathroom. And we made Stratton's nursery, while I was pregnant, a Divi office where our first two or three employees worked out of. So literally I'm pregnant. I'm working out of the playroom. They're working out of the nursery. Like it was, <laughs> and then we finally got like a, a kind of like a WeWork space yeah. just for the interim. And we had like probably like five or six employees working there. And then we grew too big to be in the workspace. So then we bought Divi house, which Divi, the house behind, um, or like the office space and the heart behind the Divi house was like, I always wanted my, you know, Divi to be run out of a house. I don't know why. I just loved that culture. I love that it felt like, and I think it's because I work out of my home Yeah. and I, I love that. Like I love that I can like just feel comfortable, you know, doing an interview and having no pants on and just filming from the, you know, like I love the homey vibe and I just feel like it creates this environment of like comfort kind yeah. of. Um, and so with the Divi house, we were like, I mean, it was so hard to find spaces in Dallas. Dallas is like so freaking expensive, like for what you're looking for. And it's like, I really wanted to keep it like in not downtown Dallas, but like Dallas, you know? Um, and we found, we were looking at all these office spaces. They were all so cold and like old and just not fluorescent lights, fluorescent light cubicles. And I was like, no, this ain't it. There were some opportunities where we thought about like buying it and then renovating it. But like, I'm not a renovation girl, like renovation galley at all. We are are not that couple. Like we're not like Chip and Joanna around here. Like I couldn't even, yeah. Like I I struggle with my leaf blower. Yeah. You really (laughs) does. It's just like not what we want to be doing. Like we'll find the, the the resources to do it. But anyway, um, and then we came across the Divi house, which let me just say was an old, it was a home that was, uh, rezoned for commercial. Um, and so, and it was painted green, literally y'all, it was painted green. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so cute on the inside. And what's so fun is we went in, we, you know, kind of spruced it up a little bit. We kept like a lot of the character of it. Um, and so that's where people live or sorry, not live. That's where they, they work (laughs) now. And it's so cute. I absolutely love it, but we are outgrowing it too. Yeah. That's kind of awkward. Yeah. (laughs) Hard hard conversation. So we're, we're, we're going to see what happens there, but, um, but yeah, so Jordan and I do work like a lot on, on Divi together. How do you feel like it's been working together? Like we're, do you feel like, what are like the biggest challenges of working together on Divi? Kind of like what is you know, our day to day working on Divi, what does our relationship look like? Yeah. I mean, let's just talk about like last year. Cause I think it's different this year than it is last year, but like last year, you know, it was hard because, you know, we just went from working together on the Danny Austin side, you know, to then having like two things. And I feel like we had to kind of divide and conquer. And it was weird because it was kind of the first time that I felt like we had more of a conventional marriage where it's like I would sometimes go to the office and then I would come home at five and like we would eat dinner together Mm -hmm. and be like how was your day because like before we knew everything we were doing the whole day together and so it was kind of a it was hard for me because I missed you a lot and like I missed like the old (laughs) that's where we're going with this well no I like missed missed you (laughs) I I did I missed like the old dynamic of like oh my gosh like we were just like doing everything together you know and now we have to kind of like divide and conquer it was also just like very different problems like you know we had a team of three here at Danny Austin and then we have a team of like 20 at Divi which is just like so much harder and so it was like 
the challenge was like, how do we create the culture of the Danny Austin team, which is very personal, very like yeah. family oriented, like people love their jobs, but how do we, do, the challenge was like, how do we do that for 20 people? Like, do we have the emotional capacity? And then we hired, you know, our people manager, which was like, I think a good move. Oh, a, a great move because you have to understand like too, because I'm in kind of a public position. Jordan is, you know, like somewhat public too. It was actor. really important to have like that person in the in-between that was yeah, kind of like, like HR essentially in HR, we call her the yeah. people manager and she creates like the most fun culture. Like the first thing, whenever you start working for Divi's, you fill out like a form of all your favorite things, your birthday, like, and so everybody really takes care of each other and it's really sweet. Um, we all went to Taylor Swift <laughs> and then they wrote me the cutest little cards yesterday. Oh my gosh. Like, but you know, I think the funniest thing for you, Danny has been like shifting from like not wearing pants, like doing everything by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Like yeah. on the Danny Austin side to Divi. Like, do you remember, like Danny, you got to understand Danny, I feel like you've never worked in like a corporate environment. Is that well, fair did, to say? Well, I did, but then I got fired that one time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, a, this is a really funny story. Okay, so I hired, I was at a company, uh, like a wearable company called Wisewear, like early in my career. And, you know, so funny because I hired, this is like 20, what, 17. So like 20, influencer no, no, no. marketing, 2016, maybe 2016. So influencer marketing was like, not even like really a formal thing, but Danny had a YouTube audience. And, and so and you have to understand, like, these are the days where I, I was on YouTube. Like I said, people understand like the first three years of YouTube, I'm making 20 grand a year. Like yeah. I'm having a hard time. Like I'm not this like big superstar. People are like, Oh, you started on YouTube and you were killed. No, no, you were like a personal assistant to a jewelry company. I was, like, I had like three or four jobs. I was like really big on eBay and Poshmark. So she was hustling and and so she was like, hey, like I'll consult for your 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 startup. And so I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Like we need to figure out influencer marketing. It was like this like female jewelry kind of wearable bracelet. Like that was the with whole an all male team. Let me with just an say. All, yeah. Oh my gosh, so many lessons learned from that whole company. But anyway, um. So we hired Danny as like our influencer coordinator and Danny, you know, of course being Danny, like doesn't, can't just do influencer marketing. She has to be like, you know what? I, I think that there's bigger, larger issues with this company. And so she's like, Hey, can I have a meeting with the COO? So COO. Well, because can I just, I mean, one thing about me is like, I have to believe in what I'm selling. Yeah. You got to believe in it. I got to be, yeah. I'm like, I was really just, I wanted this meeting because I yeah. wanted to fix the problem so that I could believe in what I was selling and become successful at doing it. You yeah. know? So let's change his name. His name is Greg. Um, so she's like, Greg. I need to meet with Greg. And so Greg is like a former, uh, Marine, you know, he's probably in his late forties, early fifties. Like, looks like a Marine. And he's like, this is my company. Like I'm taking this to the moon. You know, he's just like passionate about his product. He's also over products. He's over the supply mm. chain. He's over the product development. He's over everything. Yeah. So Danny is like, I, I, I got to have a meeting. So I set up a meeting and I can't be there. So she drives down to San Antonio and she goes into the office and she has this whole presentation. Yo, about, I worked so hard on this. Like it was like a PowerPoint essentially, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I looked at all the competitors. I looked at all like the price analysis, like the industry, the market. Like I basically presented to him why like where we fit in the marketplace and like why we were too like too expensive yeah, or what we were doing that like wasn't, um, like competitive over like what Apple was coming out with. Like, and I had all these ideas of like how we could fix the product because I knew when we launched, I was like, y'all are way too expensive. It doesn't do half the things that like uh, a Fitbit does. Yeah. So like, why would people pay double a Fitbit to do for it to do half of right. what a Fitbit does? Like it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. And so I'm like really just trying to present facts, like, yeah. you know? 
And um, man, that meeting in my eyes went great. I like presented everything. I had, I was like on the debate team, you yeah. know, I was like killing it. So, so, so I get, we see each other for dinner that night in Austin and I'm like, Hey, you know, how did the meeting with Greg go? And she's like, Oh my gosh, it could not have gone better. <laughs> I it was incredible. It. She was like, I killed it. I presented my slides. He totally understood. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's great. And so then 15 minutes later, I'm walking Hazel and he calls me and he goes, who the like, hell does your girlfriend yeah, think she is? Who does she think she is? He's like, I never want to see your girlfriend again. He's like, she doesn't even believe in this company. She doesn't even believe in this product. You know, she thinks everything that we're doing is wrong. And so I like have to defuse that situation. You know, fast forward a year, you were right about everything the company went under. But. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because I didn't really understand like the political, yeah. the politics of corporations of corporations yeah. and the hierarchy and i had always worked for myself i was like such a um millennial like yeah. you know going in there and like ew like it makes me cringe like thinking about it like no i mean but it's like it's so 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 fast forward to today i think it's still been not challenging but it's like new for us that we are now developing a team that has structure that where people make decisions that we trust to make decisions and like sometimes so danny just like wants to waltz in there and be like guys let's create this product and it's like do okay, you understand that so we have our products mapped out for the next three years i know but did i did so well yesterday whenever i you was talking so to our great. vp like um we have a new hire she's amazing whatever <laughs> whatever yeah yeah <laughs> but no like um we have like four so, vps now so i on the back end was just doing a little thing you know i was reaching out to like all of these influencers online on instagram getting their addresses so that i could ship them to be people that i didn't even really know just to ship it to yeah. them to like so they can be introduced to the product so i reached out to probably like 50 influencers and i heard back from probably like 15 maybe 20 yeah and so if you remember like i did so well i said Hey, I don't want to step on any toes here, yeah. um, but who should I send these addresses <laughs> yeah. to? And I need this to get going like ASAP. Yeah. Like, like, who do I talk to about this? Who do I talk to about this? <laughs> Instead, I usually would walk in there and be like, all right, guys, so here's what we're doing. Yeah. Today is going to be spent doing blah, 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 blah. But like, because I'm very um, like action oriented. Like yeah. I'm like, and that's what I, that's why I love working for myself. I'm like, okay, we want to plan a talent show. Okay, let's get on the phone right now and book a venue. Like, 100%. Let's not talk about booking a venue. I'm like, let's book a venue and then um, let's start getting this out. Let's go film the video to get people submitting their, like, I'm just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. I don't really think a lot about it. And whenever there's like a corporation or business, a team, like you can't just go, go, go. No, they like, but yeah. you want to remain slim so that you can pivot. Like when Lemonade comes out on, you know, social media, I want to have someone that I can trust that's like, smart enough to maneuver and like yeah. switch and be like, okay, like, okay, Danny, like I'll start posting for Divi on lemonade and not feel overwhelmed by it. But like, they're quick on their toes. Like, that's the thing is you don't want to have too big of a team to where like, everybody's like, lemonade, let's go have a meeting about it and strategize. <laughs> and let's talk about it. Let's hire a content creator. And maybe they'll take three photos a day. And I'm like, dude, just like go get on lemonade and start posting some pictures that we already have. Like, yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> She's so stressed right now. Gosh. It's so funny though, because like, okay, so, so last year that was like all we did is like, we'd go into Divi and be like, boom, 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 this is what we have to do. And so like, as, but it wasn't sustainable because it was so much, it was so hard for us. And so we had, it was challenging hiring like these VPs and like these executives for the company. Cause you, you know, you would interview these people that come from like fortune 500 companies and they just move too slow. They would be like, I know we I need a team the most of 20, amazing you background. Know, and then you would find these like real like good hustlers that were like understood corporate 
culture and politics and stuff like enough, but like we're still kind of in their hustle state. And so we, we worked with this recruiting firm and they were hell bent on like, you need to hire a president. You need to hire a president. You need to hire a president. Girl, and, I'm the president. Yeah. And so they were, they kind of like were, were saying like, if you need help, you need to hire a president. The president will staff a team. So they set us up with all these interviews with these like presidents of, you know, vital proteins and all these like companies. And I'm like interviewing these people. And I'm like, this will wreck our culture because they they were used to running a company so large yeah. that it just wouldn't have worked. But like, no, and like not saying that they aren't qualified. They're qualified they're in qualified, their own areas. But not and at our stage of the company. Not at our stage and not saying that like one's better or worse. It's just like, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Like it's, it's a different space working with a team that has 20 employees than working for a company that has... 400 employees like it's just so, so different, different. Yeah. and and not and like i said there's nothing wrong with it it's just you different yeah it's I'm just trying different. To, i'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> smooth it out here <laughs> so you don't get backlash um let me ask you this okay when you were first creating videos on youtube did you ever expect to be here at this stage like running divi instagram all that no Expect to be here like running Divi? No, but I have this like very, like there's this thing about me is like I'm very positive. Yeah. So like I always knew that whatever I would be doing, I would be very excited about it and feel really good about it and be good at it, but I didn't know exactly what it'd be. Yeah. So no, I'm not surprised that like, like, yeah, I'm like, it's weird. It's crazy to be like we have divvy and to be here and everything but like i'm just a very positive person yeah i i like you are a very positive person i always You're always glass half full always glass half full and like it's always gonna work and if it doesn't work it will make it work you yeah know? i'm just like we'll finesse it and we could work and and that's the thing too is like i don't know what this is maybe this is me going on a soapbox but like Do it. it's kind of one of those Step things on. where it's like i um like no matter the amount of like hate that i get or the amount of like criticism like i know that i'll always be able to like get back up you know and so because i'm so positive like i don't i can't think of like one thing that would actually knock me down enough to just stop and so i um so like we call you the cockroach the cockroach yeah the cucaracha the cucaracha because <laughs> the cucaracha <laughs> um and i don't know like i just I don't know. What advice would you have for like other, like, so I, I think there's a lot of people in your audience that are like small business owners. I so think what, what, what advice would you have for them starting their business yeah. and just the attitude that you need to have going into it? I think it's like a good mix between being authentic to who you are, but also remem remembering that like everything that you're doing is for serving people. It's all about your audience. It's right. all about listening to your audience um, and just keeping that, at the heart of every decision that you make, because it can be really easy to be like, oh, well, I wanna do this because it's cool, or I wanna do this because it'll like get press. But yeah. it's like, truly, I think just staying true to like the mission behind your your brand. Like I think that every brand should have like a mission statement. Yeah. And every business should have something that they kind of live by and, and like something that keeps the longevity there and the heart behind it because a lot of times like a lot of the brands that I have seen it's just like okay it gets old after a while like these products that we're buying like you can use them for a year but like why do I continue to use them and right. I think like Tarte is a great example of a brand that like 
has so much heart behind it that and like it's just has such good vibes behind like every time I use it I just feel good like and I know that like who I'm supporting like they have a really like Maureen has such a great heart and like is always wanting to give back and is just a good person you know don't like share the mission statement because that's like cringe and kind of lame but like what's your heart for Divi like what do you yeah. like from your words like what is the heart behind Divi so I think when it comes to anything to do with with hair loss or your hair journey it I because I've been there I know how difficult it is and how emotional it is and um and you kind of just feel like out of control a lot of times and you're like why is this happening and I feel like with Divi it was like one step in the right direction of kind of giving like empowering those those people again um and you know serving them in that way but also with the with the lifestyle brand it was like something that I really wanted to focus focus on was just like your overall lifestyle like not just having this one product that like fixes everything yeah yeah cool 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 <laughs> um well what are you looking forward to most with Divi this year I'm looking forward to our vitamin launch and some other products that we're launching there we go that I, I can't it. stay we hired a cool new person too oh, I love her she's about to change the game you don't even know yeah like literally it's well, she's like I don't know she's smarter than me Oh yeah. And I love that. No, there's so many people that we've hired that are smarter than us in like given <sighs> fields. It. Like, do you, should we say it? The v VP from you? I wouldn't yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, secrets, secrets, <laughs> secrets. <laughs> I don't know. Just wait till it's actually for sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, cool. Good pod. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, our next episode, what's our next episode going to be about? Have we decided? Know, we kind of like wing it. You yeah. know, cause this whole thing, this whole podcast thing that we did, um, we, really we're just going to do a series of like six or seven episodes. So this might've been like one of the last episodes. And then we were going to break kind of like feel it out, get y'all's feedback. It's a lot of work. Um, get y'all's feedback, see what you like, what you don't like. And then we were either going to like rebrand or keep the brand and like launch again kind of yeah. thing. Um, like actually start like a season. Cause this was more of like a, like, I don't this was like a, a like a therapy therapy. This thing was like, you. yeah, just yeah. to see if we even like it. So, Feel free to leave us a review on Apple. Um, and then you can also rate us on Spotify, which helps a lot. Um, and maybe we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.